Hey everyone, I'm Russ Willett from PipesandCigars.com and welcome to PNC's Talking Tobacco Live. Uh, so, uh, weather-wise, uh, it's, it's definitely fall here now, uh, although we had a, a couple of uh, pretty warm days recently, but, uh, but it's definitely fall and uh, the leaves are falling and uh, it's, it's actually very comfortable here. <clears throat> when uh, we get into the mid-afternoon, it's, you know, typically in the 60s and very comfortable. Uh, great weather for taking a walk or whatever. But um, we've got uh, a pretty, uh, pretty booked up show here today because uh, uh, today's subject is something that um, when I first came up with the concept of doing this, I thought it would be very simple. And it wasn't until um, it wasn't until I started going through it that I, I really realized how complex things are at PNC. <clears throat> you don't think about it on the day-to-day -day basis because you're just doing your job and you you don't pay attention to how everything's interrelated and how everything works together for the the customer's experience. And um, so this was a good exercise for me because uh, in doing it, it, uh, it it made me have a greater appreciation for just everything that goes on at PNC. And uh, Scott and Buck, how are you today? <clears throat> so um, I've got a lot to cover. And of course, uh, as we always do, uh, we start off with what's happening on PNC. So let's jump into that so that I can um, take as much time as I can to, uh, to go into today's subject matter. And so here is what's happening on Pipes and Cigars. This week's Pipe of the Week is the Aaron Gobra Tralee series. Now, they look very familiar because the shapes definitely are very familiar. Uh, these are Irish-inspired pipes, and um, they're beautifully well-made. Uh, the people who own them uh, have raved about how well-made they are and how, how well they smoke. Um, these are, you can see, uh, they're a, a, um, a cherry uh, contrast stain, uh, traditional Irish shapes. Um, they have a nickel band and black acrylic stems. The MSRP is $119.99, which even at that is less than the comparable um, Irish pipes uh, that they, uh, emulate, <clears throat> but, um, we're taking more than 46% off and dropping them down to $63.99. If you're looking for a good solid pipe and you don't want to spend anywhere near a hundred bucks right now, if you don't grab one of these, you're missing out. Um, I have a couple of Aaron Go bras uh, that I bought when they first came in, and they are among my favorite pipes. In fact, uh, I have um, I have my Aaron Go bra uh, Zulu right here, and um, they're they're fantastic solid pipe. And at $63.99, that's just a steal. So uh, jump on this while you can, uh, because as of Saturday, there will be a new one 
<clears throat> and then we're taking 15% uh, off all Viking pipes and pouches. Um, Viking has some of the most innovative shapes and innovative designs in pipes. Um, they're the uh, only brand that we're carrying right now in a factory-made pipe that includes reverse calabashes um, and some really, really neat contemporary Danish-inspired shapes. And then um, the pouches uh, all come in brown leather uh, and the ones with that distressed brown uh, like the ones in the image uh, have become real favorites uh, among the PNC faithful. So uh, if, if you're in the market for a new pipe or pouch at 15% off, kind of hard to beat. So uh, take advantage while you can. And then this week, we're taking 20% off Brigadier Black. And uh, for those of you who aren't familiar with the brand, about 15 years ago, uh, a manufacturer approached us and said, um, you know, we have these new blends. And... Um, we really don't have anything to do with them right now. So we just want to uh, get rid of uh, what we've made uh, because we, we don't have a brand to sell them under. Would you like to do a limited uh, edition um, that would be yours? And so we said, sure. So there were four blends initially. <clears throat> and um, they're sold under Brigadier Black. And uh, we put them up for sale, and we made it clear that they were a limited edition. And um, we sold out of everything we had in the matter of a couple of weeks. And at that point, um, I was asked to approach the manufacturer to see if they would continue to make this for us on an ongoing basis. And uh, luckily they said yes. And so since then we've added two more um, blends to the mix. And then we introduced Brigadier Black in pouches. Uh, and now they're all 20% off. If you're looking for affordable, reliable, solid, everyday aromatic blends, this is the way you want to go. <clears throat> so um, grab some Brigadier Black while it's on sale at 20% off and uh, get ready for uh, some really nice, tasty, and uh, great smelling uh, blends of tobaccos. And then uh, this week we have our spooky tobacco sale. So we have blend kits, tins, and bulk tobaccos up to 20% off. Um, in one way or another, we either thought that the names or the blend description kind of fit the season. And so that's why we're having our spooky tobacco sales. And um, and there are some upgrades in there too. So uh, if you uh, are looking for the right tobacco to smoke uh, while, uh, while you're getting prepped for Halloween, um, these are uh, really good choices. And David, uh, David showed up late. Uh, I hope you have a note. Um, you know, or at least a hall pass. Okay, so moving on. We continue. This is October's monthly deal. 15% uh, off all Stanwell pipes, tobaccos, pouches, and the ashtrays. 
Um, there's more than 20 series of pipes to choose from. Some uh, really, uh, David said, well, a doctor's excuse to do. Uh, yeah, I, I guess so. Uh, I guess I can take a doctor's note. Um, <clears throat> just everything, uh, Stanwell, uh, is on sale uh, for the entire month of October. So um, if you're a Stanwell fan or if you haven't tried one yet, uh, this is a great opportunity, and as major uh, brands go to begin with, Stanwell is one of the most budget-friendly of the uh, major pipe brands, uh, and at 15% off, they're, they're just a tremendous bargain. Uh, and... We have Stewie's Super Savings Inventory Blowout with items starting at under a dollar. There's pipes, tobacco, cigars, and accessories in here. These are ones where um, they've been discontinued by the manufacturer um, or we've discontinued them at our end. Um, they may be overstocked, but for whatever reason, uh, we're slashing the heck out of the prices. And uh, so take a look at this category because you could really uh, save a bunch. Uh, David says, uh, Stanwell pipes have always served me very well and I have more than a few. Uh, yeah, I've got a bunch of Stanwells myself. And... Um, with the new Norman Rockwell pipe coming out uh, later this year. And then next year, there will be a PNC 25th anniversary pipe being made by Stanwell with a silver band. Um, so it looks like I'll be adding some more uh, PNC or uh some more Stanwell uh, pipes to my collection. And uh, I'm, uh, I'm always excited to see the pipe of the year for next year is a really neat shape um, and very reminiscent of uh, old, some old Stanwell shapes that I absolutely love. So I, I think you folks are going to really like that pipe too. Um, and so let's move on. Why are we having so much difficulty here? Okay. So this week's tobacco of the week is actually two tobaccos. Sir Walter Raleigh regular, Sir Walter Raleigh aromatic. Um, early based uh, blend for the uh, regular and a, uh, a blend with uh, some Virginia and a bit of black Cavendish in the aromatic. Um, they're both very comfortable, smooth smokes the kind of tobaccos you can enjoy all day long and really never get tired of them. Um, and the regular is pleasant enough in its aroma. The aromatic uh, has a, a kind of room note that just everybody finds comfortable, very reminiscent of uh, older aromatic lens. And uh, you, uh, you really want to take advantage of this because uh, it's a, they're a bargain to begin with and uh, with the savings this week, um, it's a good time to stock up if you're a Sir Walter Raleigh fan. And once again, the um, October's monthly deal is the Stanwell discount. My cigar clippings for the week, a tip for a cracked wrapper. There's a bunch of things that you can do if you happen to take a cigar out of the cellophane and notice that there's a crack in the wrapper. Um, it'll mess up the draw. 
so there are a few things you can do. Um, there's um, one thing that you can do is you can take uh, some fruit pectin, which is used uh, for canning. Um, and it, you, uh, you just make sure that it's a, uh, a, a thick liquid or a very thin paste and uh, put a little dab on your finger and apply it to the area and press the wrapper down. And, um, and that will, uh, that will take care of it. Um, there's also commercial uh, versions of the same thing uh, that you can get, but I have a, I have a real simple uh, solution, and um, it requires a trip to some place that sells a variety of uh, cigarette rolling papers, and specifically what you're looking for are club papers. Club papers are um, different than most rolling papers in that they're made of rice paper uh, instead of um, wood fiber. And a rice paper when it burns, burns almost completely. I mean the amount of ash that's left is really negligible. And um, so what uh, what you do is pick up a pack of club rolling papers. And if you pick up one pack, it'll probably last you 20 years. Um, if they have the ones that don't have gum on them, those are even more preferable. They stick together without gum because of the nature of the rice paper. When you wet it and then press it against itself, um, it will kind of weld. Um, so here's what you can do if you have a cracked wrapper and you don't want to throw away the cigar. Take a piece of one of the club papers big enough to cover the crack and just lightly wet it and stick it on the cigar. That simple. Um, because the rice paper has those self-adhesive qualities, it'll stick uh, to the cigar pretty well. And, um, and then you can just go ahead and light up and smoke. And uh, rice paper has really no flavor. And as I said, it burns away to practically nothing. So um, that's my cigar clippings for the week. And so we can uh, stop sharing and jump back in. Um, Uh, Sean says if it's toward the the mouth end, he's left the wrapper on it. Um, not sealed, but it helps. Yeah, yeah, that, that would that would certainly be fine. So it's a very crazy time because obviously we're getting ready for our holidays. Uh, we we start our holiday planning generally in July. And now uh, what we're looking for is the stuff that we ordered for Christmas. When's it going to be here? So that we can time promotions and things like that so that you folks um, can get these really great items. Uh, but we, we've got to make sure everything... Um, everything works properly. And on top of that, we are testing for um, our site upgrade right now. And that will go on for another week or so 
And then following that, we will be looking at a uh, launch date. Um, most of you won't notice uh, much of a difference. It's really more for us. It's going to make our job easier, more efficient. And it's also going to um, give us a lot more flexibility in what we, uh, what we can do on the website. We may be able to, um, uh, to increase the resolution on images, for example, so that pictures, especially of things like the Meerschaum pipes, uh, will be a little bit clearer and, and better defined. So that's all company. Oh, Sean says he left the ring on. Okay. All right. Yeah, I can. Yeah, definitely can see that. Um, so we, um, we've got so much going on here that, uh, uh, we're, we're all bouncing from one thing to another. And that got me thinking about how things work at PNC. And we have a number of different departments, and we have great people working in all of them. So um, let me run down the departments that we have and what they're responsible for. And then we can uh, see how they interrelate and how they work. Um, so the department I'll talk about first is merchandising, or as it's routinely referred to around the company, merch. Um, that's that's my department. That's the one I've been in uh, for the last ten years. And merchandise merchandising is um, is really a multi-layered. Uh, process. Uh, merchandising is responsible for selecting the items that you see, um, for helping to develop new products, um, and also for setting up the website, uh, choosing promotions. That's all in our laps. So um, you'll see as I go along the, these interrelations, how they work. But merch is kind of the hub um, because we wind up being involved in pretty much everything uh, as far as PNC is concerned. Um, we have... Uh, managers, and then we have um, business leads who fundamentally coordinate the team. That's that's their function. They they usually have other things uh, that they're responsible for, such as setting up the catalog. Um, they select the items that are going to go in the catalog, and then they work. Uh, with other departments to get the catalog uh, constructed. And, and then we have um, the email uh, coordinators, and uh, they do just what you would expect. They uh, come up with the deals. They um, write the emails. Uh, arrange for the images, and then work with the team to get them sent out uh, on time. So uh, then we have merchandising coordinators, and that's half of my, um, my title. A merchandising coordinator uh, works on um, product selection, uh, getting items on the site, um, and typically a merchandising coordinator will be somewhat involved in product selection to a degree. 
Now, every, um, every team has their own um, courts. Um, beside, in my case, beside being the merchandising coordinator, I'm also PNC's brand ambassador. So if we do things on the outside, including this, um, when, uh, when we go to a show, uh, or if we do live streams, uh, or videos, that, that sort of thing where we're reaching out to the customers, um, I, I wind up, uh, in that position. Uh, and I'm also the social media, uh, liaison, uh, for PNC, uh, working with the, uh, social media team. So we all have our own little quirks. We, we, we I'm also involved in product uh, development uh, more heavily because I work with um, our brands like Viking and Barrachini and uh, Aaron Gobra and on the tobacco side, Hearth and Home and all that. So I, I work on developing new products. And um, I'll give you a little hint. Don't tell anybody. There's going to be a new Bengal Slices coming out later this year. But like I said, don't tell anybody. Um, so we have, uh, we have within our department people with different responsibilities. But um, all of those things that I mentioned are our area of expertise. Then we have marketing. Now, some, to some people, marketing and merchandising um, are similar enough uh, that, that they confuse them. Yes, mum's the word. That's right. It's actually chrysanthemum, but we'll, we'll accept mum. Uh, but the, um, the difference with marketing is really if you want to sum their department up in one thing, it's advertising. Uh, merchandising coordinates all of the emails. Um, merchandising um, uh, or uh, marketing uh, is responsible for uh, sending out all the emails. We do our part, but they're the ones that coordinate sending them out. Uh, if we advertise in a magazine or or on a website, um, it comes from marketing. And um, it's very complex. Uh, it involves direct mailings. It involves just about any form of media you can think of where we can make an outreach to folks uh, to try to get them to give PNC a try. And um, they have a uh, very complex organization. Um, some people uh, specialize in particular aspects of marketing. Um, and then there are people who will coordinate with the other departments. So marketing is, um, is quite involved. And we work with them extensively. Um, and, you know, it's as, as the organization develops and becomes even more mature, um, we're able to define things a little bit better so that we know who's responsible for what. But it certainly wasn't that way when I came down here uh, 10 years ago. Uh, but it is now. It's much more defined, 
And, um, and I appreciate that because then you know who to go to if there's an issue. Um, and so that's, that's marketing. Then we have design and, um, design does so much. Um, your, your catalogs were all constructed by the folks in our design department. Uh, all the images that you see on the emails uh, are done by our design department. Um, and our design department uh, is kind of broken into three segments, as it were. Um, you have uh, a print and web. Uh, so that's the catalogs, that's the email and images for the website and the, the, the layout of the website. You know, what, what gets put on the website is more or less under merchandising. But um, the design of the logo, the way the pages are laid out, the type of fonts, the color palette, all of that stuff falls under the print and web uh, part of our design department. And then we have photography and they're responsible for shooting all the images of everything that's on our websites. They're responsible for shooting images for, um, for our emails, for our catalogs, uh, for our calendar. Um, and um, it has been a terrible year for them in, in one regard. Um, we, we lost two photographers earlier in the year. Um, and, and people who knew the job really well. Um, however, we have uh, new folks in their place. And so uh, we're back up to full steam. Uh, but it's, um, they do tremendous work and they're really good about other things such as, uh, fairly soon we're going to have an employee event and that event is, um, Christmas portraits. So, um, employees can bring their families in. Um, we have uh, a longtime employee who uh, dresses as Santa, and um, we go in, and uh, you can have your pictures taken. And um, it's it, the time and effort is donated uh, by our design department, and it's all done to. Um, for charity too, so that's um, I can't I can't say enough about that. And then we have videography. So when you see the videos uh, that we embed on our website, um, or uh, any videos that we create that we may drop into Facebook or Instagram. Uh, they all come from videography, and our videographer is uh, remarkably talented. That um, that uh, intro that you see every week uh, with the music in the background uh, at the beginning of the live stream was created by our videographer. Uh, wonderfully talented guy. And, um, and so we have, a, we have a really great design team. Then, of course, we have the administrative end. So that's um, upper management. Uh, that includes um, uh, human resources, um, accounting, uh, they're, they're all the departments that practically nobody ever sees. 
they're they're all in the background um but we know about them and they're vital to us um and they make it easier for us to do our job to get our job done and also to get the people in the doors that we need to do the kind of work we do so that's the administrative end then we have it um, and it's a bandied about uh, acronym, uh, but a lot of people don't even know what it means. IT stands for Information Technology. So they make sure that the servers are working, that the communications between um, our servers and uh, the warehouse so that the the orders can get picked and shipped, they, they, they're responsible for that too. Um, they're responsible for the maintenance and upkeep of all the equipment that we have, my laptop. Um, for example, if I have an issue with the laptop, IT has to take care of it. Um, so you've got a lot of people, you have people who are more hardware oriented, people more software oriented, and then people who are systems oriented. Um, they're incredibly vital. And another one of those departments that if they didn't exist, you'd know it, but uh, you don't really see their work uh, per se. And, uh, and then as we uh, get into the nuts and bolts, now we have the warehouse. We have, in the warehouse, we have the people who pick the orders, uh, the people who pack the orders, and then they have to get onto the trucks. Um, we have people who have to put incoming merchandise away. So the receiving department is part of that. And um, they have to deal with all kinds of issues. Uh, they have to coordinate with the, the vendors and the shipping companies. And uh, that brings us to our planning and procurement departments. Planning tries their, their best to project what we're going to do in terms of sales and translate that into what we should order. So we, uh, again, there's coordination there. For example, um, one of our companies decides that um, we got a special buy on a box of cigars. Um, we got these boxes for 30% off normal retail. And they're popular cigars to begin with. And we're going to put them up and we're going to, and we, we get permission from the vendor to put an additional discount on them. And so we expect, you know, we're guessing by past uh, sales of this sort, but let's say we decide we're going to need a thousand boxes of cigars, we think. That has to be coordinated with planning. They need to know what we expect because maybe organically they would only need to order a hundred boxes, but we have this promotion coming up. So we actually need a thousand, but it's a thousand just for that sale. So we actually need 1100. So they're the ones that are going to make sure that the order is assembled. And then we have people who place the orders um, generating a purchase order. Procurement is dealing with the vendors to try to get you the best prices possible. 
Um, and, you know, you, you think about what that job entails. It means asking hard questions, um, making pointed demands, and that sort of thing. So you would kind of think that the people in procurement um, would be hard-nosed, but they're actually really nice people. Uh, but they know how to do their job very well, and they know when to be firm. Um, so when we're dealing with a, a vendor on a new project, for example, um, they're the ones that are going to go in and they're going to try to squeeze the last few dollars uh, out of the deal so that we can pass those savings along to our customers. And, um, and so they have um, probably one of the more interesting jobs because um, in procurement, those folks develop relationships with people from the different vendors. Uh, so, you know, they're, they're all on a first name basis. Um, the, the conversations tend to be uh, really friendly because, you know, when, when a planner sends in a PO, they're probably dealing with the same people all the time. And so um, we, we develop these working relationships with the other companies. So, you know, let me, let me go through, let me go through one example to kind of show you how everything gets pulled together. Someone in merchandising has the idea that we're going to um, develop a new product. Um, and just to have a frame of reference, let's say uh, it's a pipe lighter, but let's say that it's a really unique pipe lighter. Um, let let's say that we come up with the concept for an electric pipe lighter one that uses heated coil to light the tobacco rather than um using butane or liquid fuel and um so we the idea is generally developed in merchandising. Once that's done, one of the sub-departments within merchandising um, is new brand development. And so once the basic concept uh, is created, new brand development gets involved. Um, in helping determine who the vendor would be that would um, be best to work with on the project. Um, they uh, will need to uh, work with procurement on pricing. Now you're starting to see. Um, and once the concept is all finalized, if there's packaging involved design, has to get involved because they design the box that the lighter comes in. Um, if it's a new item from scratch, design may also create the design for the product. And they have to um, finalize that. Then it goes back to new brand development. New brand development works with the vendor to see if the concept is possible and how much it will cost. And then once we get those initial costs, procurement can get involved to try to see if they can work a better deal. 
maybe increase the quantities will drop the price. Maybe, um, maybe if we desi decide instead of making the lighters in four colors, we make them in one, that will bring down the price. So that's where procurement comes in. They look at all the aspects of the cost and how we can control them. And, um, and so the idea is developed, finalized through new brand development, developed in concert with the design department, and of course, um, IT is always involved because whenever information is being transferred from one place to another, IT is involved, whether it's on the surface or below the surface, um, they're involved. So once the concept is finalized, and prices are agreed to, then that's when planning becomes involved. And um, a consensus is agreed to as to how many we want for the initial order. And that's conveyed to planning. Planning creates a purchase order and coordinates with the vendor to place the order. And then um, typically, um, if there's follow-up to be done, the follow-up uh, will be done by merchandising. We'll um, contact the vendor to see if they have an ETA for us and that sort of thing. And uh, those things are all put into our computer system. Um, if I want to know uh, the next time I expect to see um, something that, that we order on a regular basis, Captain Black, um, I can open up the system and I can look at open purchase orders. And um, there's typically an ETA that's attached to the purchase order or to the uh, record. And so that will give me an idea on when it's coming in. Then marketing uh, will get involved as the uh, product arrival is approaching because um, they will um, work uh, with merchandising to make sure that these new products are featured in the catalog, that um, we're going to do an introductory email, and they're going to coordinate with us to get all the information they need to be able to send out that email and, um, and also to uh, develop um, that aspect of the catalog, the image, um, the copy, the copy normally comes from merchandising. And so marketing will make sure that you folks know about the new items that are on their way. And so now the picture is starting to make sense and receiving is going to obviously receive those products when they come in from the manufacturer. Um, when, when they come in, um, we have paperwork, there's paperwork with the order, and then we have our purchase order on our end. And so um, in receiving, what they're going to do is they're going to compare the purchase order that we sent in to the packing slip. Sometimes there are discrepancies right on the surface. The packing list is different than the purchase order for some reason, maybe supply chain issues. Um, 
maybe they uh, had an overrun and they sent us more than we ordered. And as long as it's within certain parameters, we'll accept it. Um, but then you compare the purchase order to the packing slip, and then you have to count the merchandise. And sometimes the packing slip and the order don't match up. Sometimes the purchase order, the packing slip, and the count are wrong. And um, that's when phone calls have to be made or emails sent uh, to try to resolve the issue. Um, if um, they shorted us, then somebody from accounting has to make sure that we get credit from the vendor uh, for the missing product and all of those sorts of things. And um, it used to be, it used to be that pretty much everything um, that we sold was put on shelves. And um, so uh, receiving would uh, bring them in, put them out because they were all checked in and they're good to go. And then we would have um, forklift drivers come by and they would uh, grab the, the stock and put it on the shelves. Um, we still have stuff on shelves, but not anywhere near as much as we used to because we now have in our warehouse something called auto store. Auto store is basically a tower within our warehouse. And on the top of the tower are a bunch of rectangular boxes on wheels. That's what they look like. And there are tracks on the top of this tower. And when an order is going to be picked, the computer system sends a message to the auto store. And one of those carts, those little boxes, rolls along tracks until it gets to an opening in the tower. There are channels that run down through the tower. Inside the tower are bins with all the various merchandise we sell. So somebody wants a Missouri Meerschaum country gentleman bent corn cob. So that's in bin number one, two, three, four, five, six. The computer sends that message to the picker and that little robot rolls along the track until it gets to the opening where that bin exists. And then it goes down into, reaches down into the channel, grabs the bin, and then that bin is put into an assembly line. And so what happens is instead of the old way where we used to have, you know, the wire uh, shelving units that you can buy that, you know, they come in black or chrome or whatever. Well, they also make carts out of the same material. And we had carts of those sorts and we would put bins and then the orders would be in the bins and they would go around, pick the items and put them in the appropriate bins and they would move on. And we had a computer directing them as to where to go and what to pick. Well, that's really not needed anymore because now with Auto Store, 
one person stands in one place and has an order in front of them, they have the appropriate size box sitting there. The bin shows up in front of them. They open up the bin. They know how many of the item that's in the bin they need for the order. So they just grab one, put it in the box, and move the bin along. If there are multiple items in the order, the next bin will contain the next item that you need. And so then once you've picked the last item for that order, you can box it up send it along so that it can be sealed and uh, and the label printed on it or uh, stuck on it and that one person can stay in one place rather than running all over the warehouse and prior to our build out our warehouse was uh, a hundred thousand square feet and it's even larger now so that would have been a, a very difficult task it's not a problem anymore because you don't have to run around we uh, we have a machine to do that and so then um the order goes down it's sealed the label is it's very interesting. It's um, as it goes down the the uh, conveyor, um, it gets to a way station. The way station communicates ahead to the printer, and so the um, system will take the weight. It has all the information as to where it's going. It calculates the shipping cost and then prints out the label for the proper shipper whether it's usps or ups and then as the package rolls down the conveyor it goes past the station where the label is slapped on the box by a machine and then it continues along and there are different branches of the of the conveyor and so depending on whether it's ups or usps um and then whether it's expedited shipping or standard shipping they go into different piles more or less not piles but they go into different segments and then those segments are loaded onto the UPS or USPS trucks. And um, we will ship out anywhere from two to, at busy times of the year, as many as four um, tractor trailers full uh, per day. And, um, and and so you know that that's kind of the way it all works it, it's it's all intertwined it's very complex and and really interesting um and unfortunately sometimes we're so close to it that we don't realize just how amazing the entire operation is um certainly in the last 10 years i've seen a tremendous amount of change uh, we've grown substantially um and and yet somehow we we find ways uh to constantly try to improve um regardless of how many positive improvements we've we've had in in recent years so there's more coming and this is how we get you the products that you want and we do it at the best prices we possibly can and um it takes you know the the line it takes a village to raise a child 
Um, it, it takes a, a small city uh, to uh, make our customers happy, but we're glad to be able to do that. Um, it's really impressive. I would love to show you pictures of some of these things, but we do have a, uh, a strict policy uh, about uh, photography uh, in our uh, buildings. So I, I can't, um, I can't give you pictures or video of these things. Um, but if I, if I do come across something that I can share with you, like a generic video, um, I'll certainly do that. So I figured I'd do that um, this week. Um, next week, uh, I, I'm trying to arrange uh, for a guest. Um, if, uh, if that can't be arranged, I will, I will have something for you. Uh, instead. And then um, two weeks from today, so the 26th, um, Kane will be back with me uh, for the live stream. And so we'll, we'll continue that on. Hard to believe it will already be um, the third live stream uh, featuring Kane. Um, but uh, we're, we're all getting ready for um, the Christmas rush. It's not as bad uh, for us in terms of the amount of work as Father's Day. Father's Day is our biggest day. Um, but it's still a very popular holiday. And um, I think one of the reasons why people like to uh, shop on PNC for uh, Christmas gifts is most of the stuff that you can you can buy on PNC uh, doesn't have to be wrapped in under the tree. Most of them can go into a stocking. Um, so um, our products uh, are fun to shop for when when it comes to buying Christmas gifts. Well, that's uh, I I hope that you folks enjoyed it. And um, we'll, uh, we'll keep it coming as long as you folks are interested. Um, we will uh, we'll keep doing this for you. And, um, of course, if you have comments and you're watching this on delay, uh, please drop your comments in the comment section. I will read them throughout the week. So, um if you need a reply, I will get back to you. Um, but on top of that, this live stream is now available as a podcast wherever you get your podcasts. I know for sure we're on Apple uh, Music and we're on uh, Spotify. Um, and uh, I'm sure that, and I, I've seen it on a few other uh, smaller uh, aggregates, uh, the, the sites that, uh, that give you access to the different, uh, podcasts. We'll, uh, we're there under PNC's Talking Tobacco. And, uh, so you get the audio version of, uh, this live stream. And, um, you can just uh, listen in your car, on your smart speaker, your smartphone, um, anywhere you can get a podcast. And then on top of that, uh, you see that little button uh, on your screen. Uh, you can share the live stream. You can uh, contact a friend and you can watch the live stream together. Um it's uh, it's a neat little feature. I don't I don't know how many people would use it, but um, it's it's fun. It's it's a neat idea. So anyway, um, that's enough out of me for one week. Uh, I thank you all for um, 
taking uh, the time out of your week to listen in. And uh, I'm Russ Willett from PipesandCigars.com. Thanks for watching.